our talk topic today has to be about the Matildas and, it, and it'll be where you watched it and what you were feeling through that penalty shootout. Call us on 13 SMS 0419 where you watched the quarterfinal and uh, the Matildas won over France and what were you feeling during the penalty shootout. Let's go How straight. How many drinks did you have? How many drinks did you have? And oh, it was just magic stuff. Our football expert, Phil Moss, is joining us straight at the top of the show because it's all about the Matildas. Mossy, good morning. What a night last night. Where did you watch the game and what were you thinking during that penalty shootout, Mossy? <laughs> good morning, guys. I feel like you've put this talk topic on specifically for me, Ray, because uh, it was a very, very strange day. Yesterday I was at uh, a massive funeral for my brother's father-in-law oh, in, uh, in Mudgee. Sorry, uh, no, 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 no. It was it made. It was a celebration. It was uh, okay. Simon Bennett, who is very, very well known in Mudgee. Um, completely um, packed out uh, St Mary's in the middle of Mudgee. Um, just an incredible celebration of an incredible man. And I've got. And then we went to a vineyard out in the hills in uh, in Mudgee. Oh, how good! Um, <laughs> which was just a beautiful setting to watch. A beautiful moment in uh, in Australian sport, and I've got no doubt that Simon Bennett uh, shone down all his good luck for us for that penalty shootout. Because uh, my goodness, the emotions uh, and the seesawing nature of that shootout is is something like um, I've never seen before in football. When you're so emotionally invested in a game, because your country's uh, in that shootout, so. Uh, Amazing scenes, amazing uh, times for Australian football and these Matildas. Uh, they are giving this whole country and Australians all around the world something to be so proud of. It was gripping stuff, Mossy, that uh, shootout, wasn't it? It was just, you're riding every kick and every save. And I think there were 20 kicks, Mossy. I think that might be a World Cup record. Oh, it was uh, just incredible. I think it's the longest, first time. Yeah, yeah but it's the longest uh, shootout in, in World Cup history. I think we got them seven six in the end. I, I lost count, to be honest. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, look, the the, the mental strength uh, required in a penalty shootout is is one thing, and and that's like fever pitch, really. Um, then you look at someone like Mackenzie Arnold, our goalkeeper, who. Pulled off saves, got uh, pinged by VAR for moving off the line too quickly, which I thought was just pathetic from VAR, I have to say, because both well, goals... Was it a wrong decision, that. Mossy? They all do it, don't they? <laughs> no, no. technically it was the right decision. But, right, but, but it's, it's, in, they do it a lot, do they? Well, mate, if you look at any of those saves last night, yes. I don't think any one of them, when you put them in slow motion, had the keeper not moving off mm. their line mm. um, before the ball was struck. So what I'm saying from a consistency point of view... It was the wrong decision, technically, by the laws of the game. It was the right call. But um, anyway, that that aside, for Mackenzie to pull off a save to start the shootout, to uh, to then miss her spot kick uh, that would have won us the game and put us through, and then have to go back in goal and pull off a couple of saves to take us through, it's just... She's got ice in her veins, uh, and she's the national hero, as much as Courtney Vine is, uh, for the... Um, for the, the winning penalty, uh, Mackenzie Arnold, in, in general play, was unbelievable. Pulled off two incredible saves during the game that I can remember and then got us through the penalty shootout as well. Yeah, massive stuff. Uh, Mossy, I didn't see much of England and Colombia, so I'll defer to you here because um, the semi-final Wednesday night at Stadium Australia, Australia versus England, pure box office this. Yeah, this is uh, written in the stars, Australia-England World Cup semi-final on home soil in Sydney, um, meant to be. I, I didn't get to watch that game either, Ray, to be honest. Uh, 
with everything that was going on here in Mudgee. But, um, you know, suffice to say, um, England are doing it without their best player, um, with the, the striker getting sent off uh, in the last game of the quarterfinals. So um, I, I think we've got every chance of going through, um, not just for the final, but winning this tournament. The stars are aligning. Our form um, is fantastic. Now, at the start of the tournament, Ray, I said, goals win games, defences win titles. Um, we all know that that cliche and that, that saying. Um, our defensive structure is so rock solid. Um, our scramble defence inside our box, our goalkeeper and, and our two centre-backs, um, Claire Hunt and Alana Kennedy have been, and not just those three, but our structure has been so phenomenal mm. that honestly you have so much confidence that it won't be breached. So that is what I'm pinning our hopes on of, uh, of going all the way in this tournament now. Mossy, the most extraordinary aspect in many regards is that we've done it essentially without Sam Kerr. She didn't start again last night. She didn't play the first couple of games. She came on late in the last pool game, I think, from memory. So to do this with our best player on the sidelines makes it even more meritorious. It really does, Bulldog. And now she's got 65 uh, minutes under her belt, um, 35 in normal time plus plus uh, extra time. Um, she will start, I've got no doubt now, in the semi-final. She's ready to go 65 minutes of football, provided she recovers um, in the three days that they've got now. Um, but look, just brilliant. And that's another reason, Bulldog, why I think we'll go all the way because we had to get over the setback of losing Sam on the eve of the first game. Mentally, that wouldn't have been easy at all. And then we had the, the knockout game against uh, Canada, the knockout game against Denmark, and then last night's uh, heroics as well. So I just think the girls are mentally and physically in the zone now, and um, I don't think there's anything that can stop us. Yeah, uh, Diamond Dog Bowie's had a bit of a crack at me, Moss. He said, I think Ray needs to settle down a bit. The Matildas haven't won anything yet. It'll be huge if they win the World Cup, but comparing a quarterfinal penalty shootout to some of Australia's all-time sporting glories is silly. I think maybe I didn't enunciate what I was trying to say properly, Mossy. What, what I was attempting to say was uh, it's so rare that a nation seems to be getting behind a sporting team or... Um, a, a, an individual en masse like they have the Matildas and I referred it to the America's Cup um, Kathy Freeman's 400 metres in Sydney um, Maccabi Diva's third Melbourne Cup just things that people all seem to want to talk about and get behind and I haven't we got behind Socceroos in Qatar this is next level with Matildas Mossy yeah, it is. And the one thing I disagree with that text, Ray, is that we have, the Matildas have won something. They've won the hearts of Australians, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what happens from here. But um, but I do take uh, our listeners' point that, yeah, look, it, when we go on and win the World Cup title, then it goes down as, because you've got to win, yes. Uh, yes. you know, a title or a race or whatever it is to, to go down in history. And, um, you know, at the moment, all we've done is won the hearts of Australians. We've... Um, when I say we, the, the Matildas, of course, and um, you know we've we've set ourselves a platform now to go on and achieve one of the greatest highlights in Australian sporting history, um, and I think we've got uh, I think we've got every chance of going and doing that. Mossy, just to play, <clears throat> excuse me, devil's advocate for ten seconds, and I don't want to bring That's it down. Not like the, you, Bulldog. Well, I don't want to bring down the whole <laughs> excitement, but Mossy, there's a lot of fans on the bandwagon, myself included, we've loved it. We've ridden this wave and we are still on the wave. It's great. But I think it's important, Mossy, that a lot of these fans who are now jumping on board stick around for your sport. Go to A-League games. Go to W-League games. Don't just be 
around every four years waving the flag. Be a true fan. If you're going to do it now, then stick with the sport and be there when, you know, the times are a bit tough. Am I right? You're 100% right, Bulldog, and it's not often we agree. Um, <laughs> that's not true. We do agree a lot. But, no, that's a great point. And, you know, that starts, for me, with all these politicians who are putting Matilda's scarves around their necks and sitting exactly. in the corporate boxes watching these games. It, it starts with the the pe- people in the positions of power, the, the board at FA. Some B-grade uh, celebrities. Yeah, that's right. I like you know, it's it's the people with the purse strings that need to invest in Australian football to make sure that we um we we really garner this support and and um and do actually leave a legacy. Now, there's a couple of things in that. First of all, our national teams don't have a home at football, as we know. Graham Arnold and and FA have been. Um, you know, shouting from the rooftops about that. The government needs to make that happen. Um, and, and the other thing is the pathways and, and investing in coaches. Now, you know, I wear the, the Football Coaches Australia uh, president's hat when I talk from, from this angle, but I've been a coach myself with very little support, very little resources around me. If you don't invest in coaches, players don't get good coaching. If you don't get good coaching, you don't develop players. So it's it's just an absolute no-brainer that there needs to be more uh, investment in coaches, more investment in pathways, a home of football, and uh, we need to spend a lot more money promoting our players in the A-League men's and women's. So that's on the APL, uh, the Australian Professional League that runs that, Danny Townsend, his management. We need to make heroes out of the players that are here because they're the ones that ultimately are going to go and play for the Matildas and the Socceroos. But this batch of Matildas will not play forever. So what's coming through the pathways? That's where we need to make sure we... We spend our uh, investment dollars wisely. Yeah. Hey, Mossy, let's put go to your crystal ball. Now, we haven't talked about the teams on the other side of the, the draw. Spain defeated Netherlands 2-1. Sweden defeated Japan 2-1 in the quarters. So it's Spain versus Sweden on Tuesday night. Firstly, how do you see that game going, Mossy? Yeah, well, first of all, condolences to our uh, Asian neighbours, uh, Japan, uh, Asian Football Confederation neighbours, Japan, going out. Uh, I thought they were very good during this tournament and uh, played some really good football. Um, but uh, Sweden just proved too strong. And Spain are a very, very good side. They uh, they were going into the tournament. They've done nothing to disprove that theory throughout the tournament. Um, I think Spain will get through into the final. And, uh, and I'm tipping, as I said earlier... Um, heart and head is saying the Matildas can beat in, will beat England and uh, and will play Spain in the final. Why are you so confident, Mossy, on Wednesday night's game? Oh, I know we'll probably have to wrap up in a minute, so I'll try and yeah. I'll try and shorten okay. it. But yeah. um, I just think everything we've been through to get to this point, Ray, like we've, um, as I said, getting over the Sam Kerr loss, having a knockout game where the World Cup was on the line in the final group game against Canada. Um, the, the quarterfinal last night's performance against the, don't forget they're fifth in the world, we're tenth uh, in the FIFA rankings, uh, France. So, you know, I just thought the defensive structure that we showed is is showing. And and remember, I remember talking to you guys, you know, 12, 15 months ago about these Matildas, and we were leaking goals like a like mm. a ship going down, put, being put down at sea. Um, it was we had no defensive structure, we had no cohesion. That has been flipped on its head completely, and that is what will take us through to this final. We've got goals in us um, from different players, um, but our defensive structure is rock solid. Just finally, Mossy, um, those two semi-finals, uh, tabs odds: Spain at two o five to get the result, three seventy Sweden. 
Australia are three thirty. Outsiders England two twenty. The odds makers got it about right, Mossy. Yeah, I think they have based on uh, what England have, have done and you know who they are. They've, they've obviously won the last Euros, um, so uh, you know they're a major, major footballing nation, and uh, I think we're proving that we are as well. But those odds seem reasonably fair enough. Um, so, and, and we love our backs to the wall. We love being the underdog, so yep. uh, suits us perfectly. Hey, Mossy, look, um, condolences to your family. I didn't realise you were at Mudgee for a f- uh, family funeral. So, But thanks so much for coming on bright and early, setting the scene for Wednesday night, the nation getting right behind the Matildas. And let's hope we're talking Sunday morning about more Matildas glory. Thanks so much, Mossy, and uh, enjoy your Sunday, mate. My pleasure, Ray Bulldog, and uh, go the Matildas.